Hello and welcome back. My name is Mason Dottie and you are listening to the Game Shifters podcast. Today we're going to be all over the place because there is a lot to talk about, especially with the biggest event of the year happening today. Alright, let's begin. Elias Lindholm has officially played his first game as a Vancouver Canuck, and he ended the game with two goals. And to think he only had nine goals on the season with the Flames in 49 games, he's been looking really, really good. He had quite the redirect goal from Quinn Hughes' shot from the blue line, and I'm going to sound like a broken record because he scored another power play goal with three and a half minutes left in the second period for his second goal of the game off of Quinn Hughes' wrist shot. But not only would that trade work itself out, but on the receiving end, Andre Kuzmenko is looking really good in a Flames uniform. He's playing on the first line with Nazem Kadri and Jonathan Huberdeau, and he also scored in his first game as a Calgary Flames, as well as he has two goals in his first two games as a Calgary Flame. Not to jump the gun or anything or jump into conclusions, but I think this is exactly what the Flames needed, a finisher. Huberdeau set a record for the most assists for a winger back in 2022, so you can't tell me that he doesn't have an eye for a finisher or a player that knows how to play hockey and how to score. I think that this is exactly what the Flames need. It might not be the season, but I can tell you it's exactly what the Flames need in their lineup and exactly what Huberto needs to be the star caliber player he was once, and we all know that he can be. Lewis Hamilton has announced that he will be joining Ferrari in the 2025 season. This is obviously huge news for F1. What does this mean? Well, let's try and break it down. First of all, what does this mean for Ferrari? Well, you get the most winning F1 driver of all time. Still an amazing driver, and he will find problems trying to adapt to Ferrari's vehicles. Or will he? Obviously, he's been with Mercedes-Benz for his entire career. He had to learn to adapt to the vehicle that they have and essentially built it to what he is capable of driving at a top-tier level. Another aspect you have to think is, what does Charles Leclerc think about this being the current driver, and what does Carlos Sanz think, being the other current driver for Ferrari? Obviously, one of them is going to be out of the job, but will this year's results be the outcome of who's cut? Will the Mercedes-Benz sign the cup driver in relation to losing Hamilton? There's so many questions to be answered this season, and especially at the beginning of next season. I will make sure to check in on the news and updates for this Ferrari signing, But as for now, there's so many questions that need to be answered before we can even go into further discussion. But I can't wait to look forward to next season and even this season, watching both Ferrari, seeing which driver is going to prove themselves to have the job, which one doesn't want to be cut from this team, and what plans does Mercedes-Benz have for next season. Alright, we're going to be moving into hockey again. Uh, this one was a fun one to watch, to say the least. Vegas had snapped the Oilers' 16-game win streak on Tuesday in one of the best games of the season. The energy from the players, the crowd, it was electrifying. And oh boy, did it feel like a playoff game. Vegas beat the Edmonton Oilers 3-1, showing that why they are the reigning Stanley Cup champions. After allowing a shorthanded goal from no other than Connor McDavid, In the first five minutes, I thought, great, we're going to have one of these ones, aren't we? But they played surprisingly well. 
They were outshot by the Oilers in the second period, 12-8, but it did not look like there was anything stopping the Oilers from scoring other than one man. But enough about how much the Oilers hemmed them in. Let's talk about who honestly won them this game. No, it was not Chandler Stevenson with the game-winning goal. It was Aiden Hill. Christ alive. This might be the best trade Vegas has ever made. Last year, the Vegas Golden Knights traded a 7th round pick in the 2024 draft, yes, this year's draft, for Aiden Hill. He was the 4th goalie last year behind Logan Thompson, who did get injured midway through the season, then Lorne Brassois, and newly acquired Jonathan Quick, and then Aiden Hill being the 4th starter. He had quite the road in his short career in the NHL, but he's proving to be one of the best goalies in the league, and won Vegas their first Stanley Cup. As of this recording, he is first in save percentage this season with a 937, and he's also leading the league in goals against average with a 1.89. All that being said, Aiden Hill stole this game from the Oilers' hands, making save of the year candidates on back-to-back shots and rebounds. This could have been his best career performance, and what a big win it was for both Hill and the Golden Knights. Not a lot of points was separating both of these teams, so this was a must-win, crucial win for Vegas, and their big players came up in big times. Okay, moving on to MLB Free Agency Watch. Currently, these are some of the names that are just on free agency right now. We have Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, Jorge Soler, J.D. Martinez, Tommy Pham, Gio Urshela, Michael A. Taylor, and Hinjin Ryu. That is a lot of good players just before baseball is starting. But we're going to go into a couple of them. We're going to go into Blake Snell, Matt Chapman, and Cody Bellinger. So Matt Chapman is a surprising name to see still up for grabs. Year in and year out, he's one of the best third basemen that baseball has. His fielding is amongst the best in MLB, but his hitting is very inconsistent. As a Jays fan last year, there was a lot of times I was struggling to get behind this guy. For fielding-wise, absolutely. Like if, you, if it was coming to him, you knew it was out. His arm is incredible, but as soon as he was in the batter's box, you knew it was going to be either a home run, a ground ball, or a strikeout. That's all he had on him. There is a lot of teams that have star bats and they just need defense. So this would be a perfect fit for those teams. And the first one that comes to mind is the New York Yankees. The Yankees have always been a team to buy what they need instead of building their prospect pool. But honestly, Chapman makes perfect sense for the Yankees and would make them all around better. Speaking from experience, having a good defense behind you, Pitching is a thousand times easier. Having Garrett Cole and Marcus Stroman in the lineup now, you have some killer pitchers and some star bats like I mentioned. Now it's time to focus on defense, which is exactly what Matt Chapman needs. You don't need a perfect bat when you have Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, and now you have Juan Soto. Blake Snell is another intriguing player to see on the free agency list, especially just after winning the Cy Young. You'd think that every team would be chomping at the bit to get a great starter like this, giving you quality starts in almost every game. 
Last year, he posted a 2.25 ERA and had a record of 14-9 in 32 games, proving that he's a great ace for most teams. So, you have to ask, why is he still available? Well, that's extremely simple. It's his contract expectations. He previously turned down a contract that is six years and paid over $150 million from the New York Yankees, which is extremely steep for some teams, but if pitching is the only thing holding you back from the World Series, is it worth it? I mean, Blake Snell on the Padres has kept them in a bunch of games. The Padres pitching is not that great, but with Blake Snell, it makes it even better. Alright, the next one we have is Cody Bellinger, a name I did not expect to make this far in free agency. After a great year with the Chicago Cubs, he was 4th in the NL with a 307 average and an 881 OPS. The previous Rookie of the Year in 2019 MVP is looking for a big contract, worth north of $200 million, and the Blue Jays are odds-on favorite to land Bellinger. He'd be a great fit for the Blue Jays, and adding a big lefty bat in the lineup would be amazing. Last year, hitting 26 home runs and having 97 RBIs is exactly what the Jays need. The amount of times that they had runners in scoring position with no one to be able to hit them in is extremely frustrating, and Bellinger brings that. He's also a former Gold Glove winner, proving that he is an everyday fielder and can add to what is already a great defensive team, which would just solidify the team while they're trying to make a push for the World Series. Honestly, at this point, it's make or break. These people are not getting any younger. Bowen Vladder looking to sign extensions. I don't know what this team's waiting on. You had all this money for Otani. Now you can put up big bucks for Bellinger at this point. Super Bowl. Super Bowl is tonight. Super Bowl is the most viewed sports broadcast in the world every year. And I can only imagine there's going to be many more viewers with all the Swifties this year. The Super Bowl is the closest matchup to my memory. I genuinely have no idea who's going to win this game, but I'm going to break down some stats so maybe we can potentially sway your vote. In 2020, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the 49ers after being down by half, proving to never doubt Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. The 49ers have one of the best offensive teams in the NFL in every category. Wide receivers, you have Brandon Ayu and Debo Samuel. Their tight end, you have George Kittle. And you have the best running back in the league, who I think got absolutely snubbed by Lamar Jackson for MVP this season and Christian McCaffrey. With all those players, you have to think it'd be easy to gain some ground on their opponents. Well, you'd be right. Every game that Brock Purdy has started and finished, he has won in the playoffs. That's right. Mr. Irrelevant himself has shown that he can get the job done, but the real test is tonight's game. Tonight is where he can silence the doubters and prove that he is one of the NFL's best quarterbacks. I will be honest, I was a Brock Purdy doubter. I looked at him and I'm like, look at all the things you have to throw to. Like, there's no way. You're not that good. Anyone could do it. If I had people catching things that they were catching, anyone could do it. 
myself, I was a Brock Purdy non-believer. I did not believe in him whatsoever. But tonight, I'm rooting for him. As for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's it's, Pat, it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, do I need to say any more? He's already tied with Peyton Manning, Steve Young, John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw in playoff wins with 14. 14. I'm not a fan of him whatsoever, but there is no denying he is the best quarterback in the league almost year in and year out. He does have an interesting group of offense to say the least though. Obviously you have one of the greatest tight ends to ever touch the field playing with them and the army of Swifties that come with them. But in all seriousness, he is a clutch performer in big moments. Last game, he was 9 for 9 with a touchdown. I mean, how more reliable can you be than perfect? As for wide receivers, he has Rasheed Rice and Justin Watson, and a fast running back was Isaiah Pacheco. Proving himself to be a viable option for Mahomes in the running game with a great offensive line in front of him. Pacheco has four touchdowns in his last five games, and 92 carries in those five games with 410 yards. That's wild. Just absolutely running through defenses, especially in the playoff games that they've played in the last five games. Wild stuff. In conclusion, with all that being said, I do think that the 49ers will be the 2024 Super Bowl champions. It's hard to deny all the talent on the team and every position as good as the Chiefs are. I think the 49ers just have an extra leg up on them. If the Chiefs had more people to throw to, more reliable people to throw to, I think nothing about it. I think, yep, the Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions at the beginning of every year. No doubt about it. But for this year, I think it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers being your 2024 Super Bowl champs. Well, I went to my first NHL game on Friday in St. Paul, Minnesota. Surprising it took me this long to be my first, but it was a game I could not miss. As I said in one of the first podcasts, Marc-Andre Fleury is my favorite NHL player. He has been since I started watching hockey, and he has just surpassed playing a 1,000 NHL games and secured second in all-time wins with 552 passing Patrick Waugh's previous record. Knowing this information, I knew that they'd have a celebration of some sort, and I had to be a part of it. The Minnesota Wild were hosting the Penguins, which was the team that drafted Flurry back in 2003 as the first overall draft, making him one of very, very few goalies to be selected first overall. They had a Marc-Andre Flurry night in Minnesota, presenting him with an award for surpassing this incredible accomplishment, and it was amazing. First off, the arena was so well managed for a sellout night. I know places in Toronto that take a ton of time just to get in the building, and you don't even get the giveaways no matter how early you get there. But as soon as we got there, we were in the door, we got the thing, we went right to the merch bar and right to our seats within 10 minutes. It was wild. Get it? See what I did there? The arena was massive. It absolutely blew my mind seeing it in person. Obviously, watching the games is different from home, but the energy and the atmosphere in the building was incredible. You could tell that this team and these fans wanted this win for Flurry on a special night. Getting to see some of hockey's best in Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang playing was special for me as well. 
watching the trio play along Flurry and potentially playing their last game against him and getting to see it is very sad for me, but all things must come to an end. Flurry played his ass off at the end of the game, definitely making some clutch saves in the dying seconds of the game and giving him win number 553. Funny for me, seeing goals from a previous Vegas player in Riley Smith was hilarious to see. I even called it as soon as I saw him, like, oh, 19. Oh, yeah, that's Riley Smith. He used to play on Vegas. And then immediately scoring on Flurry. As well as watching Crosby add to his legacy with one of the best NHL players in history. At the end of the season, I don't think that there's any denying that he will be in the top 10 in points in all time. Also getting to see Kirill Kaprizov. He is one of the NHL's best, especially at such a young age. He scored the game-winning goal with 10 minutes left, and the crowd erupted. Altogether with the ceremony and the nail-biting ending, you have to check out that ending with flurry saves. Incredible. Stress-inducing, to say the least. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had, and this will not be my last hockey game I go to. Actually, not even this month. Altogether, it was an eventful week in sports, and some milestones for some first goals, ending streaks, some MLB names to look for in the coming weeks. Tonight, presenting the winner of the Super Bowl 58 and experiencing my first NHL game and getting to see the greatest of all time in Marc-Andre Fleury. Once again, thank you for listening as always. It means the world to me to see the support rolling in through people suggesting topics and what they want covered. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Game Shifters Pod everywhere. Make sure to follow on your favorite podcast platforms and to rate the show. I'll be back later in the week to catch up on your weekly headlines and updates. Thank you for listening. Cheers.